Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Road to Indie Insiders, a debrief live show. Uh, getting things ready to go. We're obviously looking forward to what's going to happen next week when we finally get back to the racetrack. Lucas Oil Raceway uh, will be on the Oval, the 5-8 mile banked Oval out in Brownsburg uh, for the first time this year. And, of course, drivers at Indy Pro 2000 will then be on track as well at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway uh, later in the month. Uh, but it's still mid-Ohio, kind of in our, in our mindset. Uh, we did the triple header in the middle of the week there just a couple weeks ago. We were supposed to be back there this past weekend. But, of course, that event was postponed, being moved potentially into September, possibly October, hoping to get a, a confirmation on when we're going to have that event. But that's still coming. Uh, I decided before we get going here, I want to make sure we do at least one show a week. And so I thought we'd get a couple of drivers that kind of used mid-Ohio and that midweek uh, triple header as a breakout for them. They, both these drivers having their best results uh, of the year, best results in USF 2000 and best results in Indy Pro 2000. I've got Jack William Miller uh, from Miller Vinatieri Motorsports. He's going to join me second. The guy I'm going to lead off with here, though, the driver who was in the battle last season for the championship in USF 2000 with Braden Eves. Of course, I'm talking about Hunter McElroy, uh from Pabst Racing. We'll bring him on first and get things underway. Let's jump this. There he is right there. Hunter, how are you? Good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. Great to have you with me. Uh, looking forward, of course, to the, the race next week. But let's let's go back and talk about the Mid-Ohio event because uh, I think for you, uh, Road America will be one you'll probably want to forget. We're just, it's, it didn't even happen. <laughs> We're going to look yeah. forward. Uh, Unfortunately, it did. <laughs> I, it did. Uh, but you know what happens in, the, in championships. Things can always change. Let's talk about Mid-Ohio for you, though, because you came out of the gate strong. You were fourth in practice, qualified, I think, seventh in the first for the first race. You had to finish in eighth. It all ends up with you getting a second-place finish uh, in the last race of the weekend, which I think was fantastic for you. But how do you look back right now at, at that Mid-Ohio event? Yeah, it was uh, – It was even that weekend was quite up and down. I mean, there was never too many lows, but – you know, P, qualifying P7 was not where we needed to be. Yeah, I'm happy with that. No, not at all. I mean, we had a lot of potential. Like, we rolled out practice P4 with a lot of time up our sleeve, uh, we felt like. Mm -hmm. And then qualifying, how it worked out in quality one, there was uh, everyone to two sets of tires. So the first set of tires, we were P2, like half tenth off rate. And then it was like, you know, it was good. And then we tried something mid-session for the second set of tires and it didn't it didn't work i mean it wasn't massive but okay. i mean the field in indy pro is so stout you know there's eight guys going for poles and race wins literally eight guys Agreed. or more um and a 10 or two puts you back five spots so um we kind of lost two tenths to everyone else or and we didn't get the gain that everyone else got in the second set mm -hmm. of tires so we were seventh and then race one was just an average race i made a little mistake early and ended up back in p12 and then trying to pass through in the dirty air is, is so difficult so uh we did the fast lap of race one so like our pace our one lap speed was good still but just little things with getting the car to come on early in the race is what we were struggling with okay. um so you know throughout the weekend you know qualified fifth uh, for the second quality which was better but you know still not what we're chasing you know i think there's a lot more that i can achieve and I know the team is capable of. So, um, you know, we kept chipping away at it. Got sixth in race two. was a wild race. You know, I think I almost crashed three times. And just to finish, to finish sixth, I was like, again, it's not at all what I'm after. But I was like, okay, I'll grab those points because it's the best points I've had all season. Um, and then I ended up starting seventh for race three, which, again, wasn't where I wanted to start. But um, just with the way this, the 
schedule has been, it's, it's crazy because there's so many guys who maybe not usually starting up the front who can use this schedule and format to their advantage to get a good starting position. So, yeah. you know, there's champ, there's championship contenders like Braden, who was super quick in qualifying trim, didn't maybe have like the race pace or he had race pace, but it's so tight that he was starting like 10th, you know? So it's, there's guys who are just all over the place in the grid. And, and middle um, house, it's a tough place to pass anyways. Oh, a hundred percent. So, you know, I was, for me, going from USF to Indie Pro as well, the, the aero wash plays such a big part in it. You know, and the races are longer, so balance changes a lot from the start to the middle to the end of the race. And there's a lot of different things you got to, as a driver, get on top of. So for me... Listen, let's go there real quick. Let's, I really haven't had the chance to really ask that direct question. You go from USF 2000 to Indie Pro. Can you talk about it, what, what the transition's like? You know, there are people that say, hey, we should maybe just get rid of Indie Pro. It should be USF 2000 to Indie Lights. But that jump from Indie Pro to, to for USF 2000 to Indie Pro, it's, it's significant. Definitely of these new cars as well. I mean, it's for me, I think the, the initial jump um, was pretty seamless in terms of one lap pace. I mean, I jumped in the car at Chris Griffith's test and put it P1. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely physically a big step up, but uh, there's just more of everything for you to have more grip, more braking, more power, you know, and you can just attack. So it's, it's really cool. But also, what I haven't re really had a chance until now to feel is how like qualifying and putting a lap down practice and stuff it's not the hardest part what's harder compared to usf is not only the competition obviously with indy lights being cancelled it brings a bunch of guys in to make the field even stronger which is great but with the race how much you have to deal with dirty air and you know dealing with the car to come on at the start of the race and then you know say you start off with understeer the middle of the race feels okay the end of the race you have crazy oversteer so you've got to as a driver adapt on the fly a lot, which, you know, honestly, it was difficult for me. And it caught me out a few times already this year, which, mm -hmm. you know, is, is not ideal, but I've learned from it. And, you know, basically I guess what we're all kind of talking about and the whole point of me being on this, this episode is that, you know, we kept chipping away at it, you know, yeah. myself and my engineer, Tony East, and we started seventh um, and literally allowed to charge through to P2. So we had mega pace. Um, the car was, particularly the first start of the race, just being able to attack and make hay early in the race is so important. Um, and we were maybe lacking that a bit at the start of the weekend, but to be able to just start putting moves on people and particularly, you know, amid Ohio, you can only really pass around the outside of turn four unless someone makes a big mistake somewhere. That's, it. That's where I did all my passes in that race, around the outside of turn four. Um, and, or maybe one pass on the inside, but... Basically, it's like you got to be getting really good exits out of turn two. Um, so, you know, we, we had really good one lap pace, but yeah. little was a little bit weak on the opening laps of turn two. And I just got pushed the back at the start of every race. Um, so basically, yeah, long story short, race three was, was really good. Um, pushed through to second. And then, you know, I caught Stingray from about two seconds back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, you know, part of it. I got half of me was thinking like I could win this here and, and it was looking, yeah, I was, I was really pushing so hard and I'm not sure if you saw, but I had the biggest moment at turn nine. I was full lock sideways catching yes. it and I was like, uh, maybe second would be good. So good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I better take these points. Cause if I have another bad result, then it's like, I really, we really have a lot of work to do, but luckily we got the points. Um, 
I think I went from 17th in the championship to eighth. Eighth, yeah, I just wrote that down. Yeah, and only was, two points, only two points out of seventh as well. But the thing, the, the crazy thing is, is that after five races last year, I think I was 44 points off Braden in second, um, and I'm less. I think I'm 40 or 41 points, and I'm eighth. So That's it. this 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 year, it's I'm still in the fight. You know, it's it's uh, there's a long way to go, and I think we're only getting stronger. There's there's going to be places where you know we haven't really rolled out with the the best car that we were hoping with in terms of like straight away you know we've always got to the end of the weekend and been like okay and there's been things out of our control that have hurt us as well but i feel like we're definitely going to show what we can do um at certain races of the year but yeah it's just going to be such an intense year with the amount of guys that can challenge for the win and then maybe if you're not on your game instead of finishing like last year in usf okay, maybe this weekend we're just missing it a little bit. You'd be third or get second. But now it's like a train from first to eighth. So you really, the window is so tiny. So it's the third year with the Tadis PM8 team. And another, obviously some teams have a bit of a head start on, on past because really their first year in competition uh, here in Indy Pro 2000. Where do you feel, are you guys still at the place where you think maybe by the, by, by the final race, the last race, you guys are building the building your baseline, building your notes. Like it seems like everywhere you go, it's kind of a clean sheet of paper to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're only two races in. I mean, Road America, we were super quick, uh, but obviously things out of control hurt us. Um, but and a mistake from my part in race one as well. But it's one of these things where I think we came out of the box. Like in my opinion, I was thinking like, okay, if I can go P three or run at the front my first test will be happy and we came out of the box and i was just completely blown away with where we were at um so i think every weekend someone else will maybe have the edge um and it's going to be the thing that's going to win the championship this year is you know being consistent and just mm-hmm. constantly getting as much points as possible uh yeah. so you know it's even last year i think i had 12 podiums uh and it wasn't enough but um with the spread of points, like I was talking about, you know, even grabbing P4s, P5s, it's going to be so important because, you know, I think like I personally, I couldn't have imagined to have had this many people like battling for the championship and within this many points. I mean, obviously in USF, it's, there's a very big gap to second. Um, and last year, even it was like that a little bit. It was, it was pretty much just me and Braden fighting for the championship. So if I finish first and he finishes fourth, it's not that big a game, but like I said, when there's so many people who you're competing against, the spread's so much bigger, right? So um, it's just it's just the competition so much tougher, um, and you know, two tenths separating the top five maybe in USF. Now it's just half that, if not less. So I'm loving I'm loving it being a part of it. Honestly, I mean, it's just one of these things where you got to get on top of it, and it develops you as a driver. And no doubt, I think having this competition this year is going to help me so much in the future. So I'm loving it. I mean, the challenges have been tough, but it's been really tough starts of the year, but even getting on the podium and having a race like that, there's been so many times last year where I got second and I was like, I wasn't really out of happy. And this time I got second. I was, it's the happiest ever being for second, put it that way. So do you you feel, do you feel uh, a renewed confidence and momentum with that second place finish? Definitely, I think it just puts a bit of winds in everyone's sails. You know, it's when you're running around P6, it's like, you know, it's not where any of us want to be. So 
even second, even second's not where we want to be, but to have that result and just to show how much pace we had and just to chase down the leader like that, um, you know, it shows you have something to fight for and you have what it takes and, you know, all the hard work from the guys at the shop, it's amazing. You know, they've, they really, really have done an amazing job. And this is our first year, obviously, for me and the team in Indie Pro. And I think to kind of come out of the box like we have, even though we haven't achieved what we want yet, uh, I think we're only going to get stronger and stronger as it goes on. So massive thanks to all the boys, for the hard work, and even just throughout the weekend. So, Well, listen, you don't go anywhere. You stay here. I'm going to bring you back for the preview. We'll drop you into the, into the back of the studio, bring you back to the preview for Lucas Oil Raceway. So stay with us, bud. All right? Cool. All right. Let's bring in this guy, Jack William Miller. Hey, how are you? Uh, Jack, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you? Fresh off the workout at Pit Fit? Yeah. <laughs> good man. Not in a row. Hey, listen, uh, obviously, you know, in looking at what you've done this year, and we'll introduce you, obviously, Jack runs for uh, Miller Vinatieri Motorsports and the number uh, 40 machine in USF 2000. Uh, last year, I think your best finish was a ninth, I believe, at Toronto. But dude, you came out of the gate big time at, at this year. Obviously, at Road America, you end up topping one of the sessions, practice sessions at Road America. Let's talk about this particular weekend at Mid-Ohio. Uh, you were 10th in practice. Yeah, a, a little bit rougher the first year. You qualified 13th, finished 16th. You had a, a 16th and a 17th. But the one I really want to focus on is race number three, P5, up, up into the top five. Let's let's talk about that particular race. How good was it for you? How, how good did it feel? to be able to run the way you did? Uh, it felt really good. It was kind of a kind of a hard thing to do because in the whole weekend before, or like start of the weekend, we were 10th in practice, like you said, and then yeah. the qualifying one, we had a mistake where we came in the pits to make a change and then a red came out. So as the track was coming in, we didn't really yeah, right get the opportunity to put it in a good lap. And then for race one, the car wouldn't start. So we started two laps down. We were able to be out there and we're, I think, P2 on fastest time. Yeah. So we knew that we had the speed. And so then it all kind of came together in race three. But I still so think... It's your, it's your second year of the series, right? So I, I always, yeah. I love always asking this question, especially for the, one of the younger drivers. You're 16 years of age. How much, different, how much different are you now than you were when you started the season last year at St. Petersburg? Oh, it's huge. Especially <laughs> right? just right? off of physical and just getting used to the car and everything and yeah. getting used to my new engineer working together. Let's go so, there. Perfect example. Let's, let's talk about your new engineer this year. I think that's in, in talking to your father, that seems like that's been a, a pretty big thing for you having a new engineer in, in the camp. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, Skip Esma, he's a, a great guy and great engineer. He's been in race cars for however many years working for in NASCAR. And then mm -hmm. I think he worked at Ganassi engineering. So He's a great guy, super knowledgeable. And ever since our one engineer after St. Pete, he couldn't get into the country. So we had to make a switch and kind of throw everything together with only one test before our first race. Yeah. Um, but I think we've gotten up to speed really fast. You know, obviously, I think you understand this. Your dad's been in the sport forever. You kind of grew up, grew up through in, this, in the sport here. Having that communication, right, that dialogue, that language with your engineer is so crucial. How much different is it for you? Did you guys connect really quickly? Did you click? Yeah. The first time we set up a car, went out and it felt great and everything. And then at the test, we were obviously quick at the mid-Ohio test. So yeah. I think we had a P1 in one of the sessions and third overall. So, so. so let's talk, let's talk about that race. You're, you're, you're up there, you know, the front of the front of the group, you're battling away, you end up P5. 
give me your thoughts on how that race was in the middle of the race where you where you're trying to calm yourself down like man i don't want to overdrive right now because i got a good result coming well it was a good race we had to start p9 because yeah. of an issue in the race too we got into a wreck with someone so starting in the back working my way up and then i got out in the fifth and it was just like clear skies in front of us so <laughs> you're like yes finally Good yeah. for you. And listen, another, I think one of the other big things for, for you, obviously, you know, we, before we came on the broadcast, yourself, my, me, yourself, and, uh, and Hunter were talking about the physicality of driving these cars. Hunter talked about how much more physical it is driving the Indy Pro. We talked about Cardi a little bit. I'm, I'm super impressed. Uh, your dad told us, I talked to Gabby Chavez about this, but you really, really dove into your training and, and committed to it. You're at Pit Fit every day. You and Gabby are training to do a half Ironman. Uh, where did this happen? First of all, where did it happen? Well, I, last year I started to like really look back at everything and go, what's, what's not working? What's not yeah. clicking? Why are we so, so off the pace and everything? And why can I run up at the front? But then at the end of the race, it just all falls apart. So, and then I looked back and it was, I think it was the physical stuff. And so I, I just started to work out a little bit more. And then I looked in the pit fit. Mm -hmm. And so when I started going there, it just slowly ramped up until I'm doing, went from what, two hours a week when I was in F4 of working out to now two and a half, three hours a day working out every single day. So it's, it's been a small gradual step, but I think it's, that's been the main thing of picking up speed and being able to hold 10 tenths for an entire 45 minute run. Whereas that's I would right. fall you're, apart. You're not giving anything up at all. The car, you know, you're, you're able to take everything out of the car. Now, I'd have to think that being at Pit Fit, because there's so many other drivers that are there on a regular basis, whether it's Scott Dixon or Alexander Rossi or, or James Hitchcliffe or wherever else, you're surrounded by people that are showing you the commitment you need as well. And then you're with a guy like Gabby Chavez, who had so much success coming up through the ranks, Indy Lights champion, Freedom 100 winner. I'd have to think that just even conversations with you guys, because you're out cycling together as well. Is that correct? Yes, all the time. I think that some of the conversations when you're on the road, does it, does it do you, do you talk racing? Do you talk the metal side of racing while you're working out together? Yeah, we do. And yeah. it's it's a good thing for me seeing everyone else working out and putting in everything. But then sometimes I can get into it a little bit too deep and overtrain by trying to beat everyone else. So sometimes I oh, just kind of hold myself right. back a little. So there's a lot of competition, is there? Yeah, <laughs> there always is. So so fill me up. Listen, the, the thought about doing an Ironman exhausts me. Where did that, where did that come from? Where, where, where'd the Ironman idea come from? Well, we all started back, I think last winter, we said, oh, we're going to do a half marathon, the May one that they have that goes around the 500 track. Yeah. And so then that got canceled. And then I think Gabby had done a, some triathlon stuff back when he was younger in Florida. So he started talking about that and we looked into it and we all agreed to do a sprint triathlon over at Eagle Creek yeah. in Indiana. And then after that, it was, oh, let's do a, a half Ironman. And then that turned into a full Ironman. So. Wow. Okay. So you've done this training and you talked about the fact that you looked at last year, what you had missed. Tell me how much better you felt uh, physically, the whole the whole thing throughout the triple header at Mid-Ohio. A ton of track time. You guys were on for like four and a half hours or something like that in track time over those days. How, how good did you feel in the last race of that week? I felt great. I honestly, I don't know how I was able to do everything last year that I did and That's funny. survive for those 45 minute sessions. I mean, even at the end of the triple header, I was still pretty winded and 
if we had that last year, I would have been dead. That's awesome. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate it. Let's move this here. Let's bring Hunter back in. Let me get you guys in a different lineup here. Let's try this one. There we go. Now we can see your names and everything. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we talked about Mid-Ohio. We've debriefed that. You guys had finally some success. Obviously, Hunter P2 in the last race. Jack William uh, in fifth spot. A tremendous race for you. Now we go oval racing. Uh, Hunter, I'll start with you. What do you think about going to Lucas Oil Raceway? I'm looking forward to it. It was yeah. last year I hadn't driven or seen an oval ever. Um, and I remember like rolling out. I think I ended up like P4 and P2 in the test. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then I rolled up to the race and I was, we were quick. Um, and then in qualifying, I went provisional pole in the first lap and then walled it. So had to start last. And yeah, that, kind of, that that derailed that weekend. But I really enjoyed it. You know, like it was a different discipline. Um, and comparing what I kind of know and how much, I guess you could say, homework I've done, on the oval uh, compared to where I was last year. You know, I think it's, uh, I'm excited to put it to use. You know, I've obviously been there, so it's nice knowing that. It's obviously a very unique oval in the sense that you're running the wall, basically, obviously, in that high line the whole way and very one groove track, obviously. Um, we touched on before in the, the iRacing series we did where we raced the old uh, Pro Mazas it was flat out and it was like a super speedway. So it was uh, not really probably what it's going to be like when we go there, but um, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be like I was talking about before, how close it is in the championship. It's going to be so important just to have a good bag of points there and see how we go. Yeah. Points and a half, of course, on the oval. Um, Paps racing. Where, where did you guys do any testing for oval? Colin tested at lacrosse, so at lacrosse. I wasn't. I, I didn't uh, participate in that test, unfortunately. But I was there and watched it, and just to have kind of a test it up your sleeve, even just to develop the car and get a direction of not not showing up like, okay, I think this is what should work here. Obviously, there's plenty of experience in the USF cars, um, but even just for the first time, Indy Pro to do a full day of solid running and just develop the car and. Colin's really good at that as well. You know, he's, I trust him to, to put his best foot forward in developing a, a decent car to work from. So, yeah, it was good for, for the team, Colin, to get that under their belt. I get that baseline, right? Because to be honest, um, with the Thursday, like a full day of practice on Thursday, Thursday on, and then, of course, leaving practice on Friday, you guys get a ton of seat time there before we go race. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. I mean, it's obviously very condensed compared to last year, this whole year, really, which is, you know, to, for us to be getting a season in um, Road to India has done an amazing job, obviously. Uh, I cannot complain at all with what we're getting. It's amazing. So considering the circumstances, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, last year we obviously had, I think it was a day after or a day or two after the, the GP in yeah, Indy. Yep. Um, we had a test and then we came back a week later for the race. So um yeah, still, we got a full day of testing, which is nice. It's not like we're showing up like NASCAR and just dropping That's the hammer from there um, right. straight with the green flag. But, no, it, it, it should be good. I'm really looking forward to it, and the Indy Pro car should be a whole lot of fun around there. I think so, too. Uh, Jack, let's go to you. Oval Racing, the Freedom 75 and USF 2000. Are, are you looking forward to it as much as Hunter is? Oh, I'm super excited. I've been wanting to get back on the oval since last year and it's kind of bothered me because we were P2 in the practice before the race or before qualifying. And then we yeah. went out to qualify and 
on the first lap in turn three, the car just snapped on me. So I <sighs> qualified P8 and then just you kind of get stuck wherever you qualify at that track with having to run the high line. So I'm ready for redemption, definitely. You know what? And you see that. So it's a 75 lapper for you guys. It's 90 laps for Hunter and in, in Indy Pro. We right before we came in here and to, and to talk about the race, we talked about your your fitness. I have to think that that particular track, even though it's maybe not as physical overall with lefts and rights, over that 75 laps, I got to think the the concentration and focus. It's still a very physical race in terms of both mentally and physically. Yeah, definitely. That was the only race uh, I was tired in last year. Sorry to interrupt, but that was the only race that I I was, because I was like gripping the wheel so tight just because everything's happening so quick. Um, And after the race, I was like destroyed first, like (laughs) only time last year. Um, So yeah, sorry to interrupt, but. Jack, would you agree with that? Yeah, it was good. I was, I think I came on the radio 15 laps in and said, hey, how far in are we? And when they told me that I was, (laughs) I was dying. So listen, then listen, for all this work you put in at PitFit, this has to be the payoff, knowing that you're going to be able to go into this race and feel so much different throughout the entire 75 laps. It has to be the payoff. Yeah, definitely. Have you been doing it? So what about neck exercises? Has Jim Leo been working on that neck for you or what? Yeah, they have a neck machine and then the the iron neck. So it's good to see everyone has to do it in there. What about you uh, in terms of testing? Did Miller Vinatieri Motorsports get out to a track somewhere? Uh, We didn't. I my teammate is going to test on a track in Toledo. I don't know okay. the name of it, but I opted it's out. Toledo Speedway. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I chose to do two days on a road course because that's the majority of our stuff. And I've already had all the days at um, Lucas Oil, yeah. plus a couple more like at Memphis and everything. So I feel pretty good for that. I think we're going to put all of our focus on the road course stuff. And, and Jack, well, you, you did say that you had good speed last year. What what are your expectations going into this year's oval race? I think we can run at the front, especially yeah. with Skip. He has a big background in NASCAR, so that's true. He's that's pretty true. good at setting up a car to turn left. <laughs> that gives you a bit of confidence, right? Yeah. All right, Hunter. What about you? Obviously, you're jumping up from USF 2000 to Indy Pro, so it's a significantly faster lap. It's a lot more car, like you said, more everything, more horsepower, downforce, tires, uh, everything to get around there quicker. And then you go from here. You have one more oval as well, so you almost have to have that second thought, right? That you're not only just trying to win this race, but you're also developing the oval car from when we get to Gateway at the, at the end of August. I think it's like a oval state of mind almost now it's like the oval part of the championship obviously like you said we go to we go to gateway afterwards and very very two different types of tracks definitely i mean luke soil is a little almost like a ball ring around the high line then we go to gateway and it's almost like a super speedway for us in a way you know it's we're flat out in sixth gear with big drafts and multiple lanes which i can't wait that's going to be so fun but um i mean i've done a bunch of even in quarantine stuff, I was lucky enough to do a bit of iRacing stuff on the Oval uh, with the Andretti guys um, and just learning about, like, obviously it's not grand, it's not real life, but um, just the amount of kind of attention, I guess you could say, I've paid and, and really studied on the Oval stuff with Dirty Air, like I touched on before, and yeah. just set, setting up your runs and timing. Um, yeah, it should be, hopefully it should pay off. I mean, I've I'm going in open-minded. Like I said, you can't really, you don't know who's going to be quick or, you know, I know what I can do. I know what the team can do. And I know they're putting on a bunch of hard work. So I can't see any reason why we shouldn't have two really strong results. 
Hey, Jack, I'll, I'll cap off of that question as well. Obviously, you know, Hunter talking a little bit about, about using iRacing. You said that you were focusing more on the road course. You got your teammate Max going to run uh, at Toledo Speedway to get some, some seat time there. Did you use uh, iRacing at all? Have you done a bunch of oval racing in the car? I did, but at the end of the day, we're all on our kind of at-home simulators, and yeah. I don't think that it really will translate into the, the actual thing because you can see some people – like Max was always a lot quicker than me on the I race and stuff. And I could never bridge that gap, but then it tightened up a lot more between him and I at the road course stuff. So I think it's hard to judge and really at the end of the day, it's kind of a video game. So <laughs> I know some people have that idea. Some people are more focused on it, but I get that. Listen, I, I appreciate you guys both joining me. Uh, Jack William, congrats on your fifth position uh, in that final race at mid Ohio. That's awesome. And, and good luck at Lucas oil raceway. Thank you. Hunter, you as well. P2, that was pretty big for you. I, I, and I did see the moment. I remember watching that. I'm taking a deep breath myself. But oh, don't wreck right now. Yeah. Up for a second, which is great. And, uh, and knowing you and, and, and watching what you did last year, you're the kind of guy that always is able to fuel off momentum. So I expect you to be real quick when we get to the oval as well. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me on. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank uh, you. Thank you guys for being with me. I love it. We'll drop these guys off. Again, folks, this is, the, this is the, the cool thing about this program because uh, the bottom line is, is here's a couple of young drivers, different places on the road to Indy. They both had different experiences. Of course, Jack William Miller coming in last year, and there were some ups and downs, some really flashes of brilliance, and he had some issues on the track as well, but was able to dial things in. And, and, and seeing what he's done with this dedication to his fitness levels and, and the health side of it, working with guys like Abby Chavez and Jim Leo at PitFit, that's the kind of dedication you want to see out of any young driver to understand that last year he was struggling a little bit in terms of fitness. Maybe fatigue was getting to him. And you take steps to address that. A new engineer with him as well and Skip Esma, that's fantastic as well, changing the dynamic in the tent. So I think that's why we saw such good pace out of him. And again, that P5, I think what we're all kind of looking for uh, from Jack William Miller here in 2020. And then with Hunter McElroy, again, last year, one of the superstars of USF 2000. We're all hoping that he makes his way all the way to the NTT IndyCar. So it's a tremendously talented driver and, and, a, and a great kid in and out of the car as well. So obviously uh, awesome to have those guys with us here today on the broadcast. I'm going to try to get somebody else next week. I'm not quite sure who I'm going to get a hold of yet. Somebody maybe who has some success, has had some success maybe on the ovals. Uh, because, of course, if we do something next, what, let's say Tuesday, we end up going on track on Thursday and Friday at Lucas Oil Race. We're looking forward to that. Of course, Indianapolis 500 just coming around the corner. Hope you guys are enjoying everything that's happening with all the broadcasting, all the uh, the practices getting underway. We're, of course, watching the drivers that we had in the road to Indy in the last number of years. Oliver Askew, Pato Award, Renus VK, Jack Harvey. You keep going down the list. Uh, Colton Hurd, all the guys who have moved up and now represent the road to Indy hopefully this year in the greatest spectacle in racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this particular edition of the Debrief Live. And again, I'll be back next week and leave more of a preview for Lucas Oil Raceway. We'll look at who's potentially going to be quick. We'll talk about who tested where, kind of bring you up to speed before we actually head to Lucas Oil Raceway. Thanks for joining me again, folks. Book it.